We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 9th, 2012. And uh, today's study, we're going to be slightly revisiting something that I have mentioned in times past regarding the, uh, it's called the Funvax aerosol va- viral vaccine program and the elimination of your free will, especially religious behavior. And I reported on this in times past, but there's come there's more information that's come out about it since then, more confirmation, uh, and um, particularly pertaining to the days and times that we're moving into. I'm going to be looking at that particular subject, and then a lot of the things with just some new things that have come out with regarding um, vaccinations and you know what they actually do to you. Then we're going to be doing a little study on remote viewing which uh, it's a lot like witchcraft, a lot like, it's, it's kind of like, it's not astral projection, but it's along those lines, and we're going to be describing what that's all about um, and exposing that as well, because there's a lot of stuff on the internet regarding that and acting as though it's, it's something valid, it's something real, and it's something we should all be looking into from a clairvoyant, paranormal uh Standpoint, and the reason, one of the reasons that I wanted to get into that is there was a new documentary online called "The Crucifixion Ruse" that uh, this PhD Courtney Brown's put up, and uh, just he's using remote viewing to validate the fact that um, uh, Jesus um, was never actually crucified, and that the, it was a risky plan of turning Jesus into a martyr, and um, Judas was actually the primary conspirator, but he was actually um, there not to actually betray Jesus. He was just kind of going along with everything. So, now I understand that sounds insane, but I've seen a lot of this talk over the last few years about this very same scenario. I believe the Gospel of Judas, uh, that they've supposedly unearthed now, one of these new extra-canonical apostate, heresy-filled pieces of garbage that they've unearthed, supposedly in the Middle East, pretty much teaches the same thing. So we're going to be going through the whole thing then, the whole litany of ways that Jesus Christ is being attacked, and many revisiting some of the studies that I've done to defend Jesus Christ, to defend the validity of Jesus Christ, and to prove that the gospel account and the biblical account and the you know the historical account of Jesus Christ is absolutely 100% fact and it can be no other way we're going to prove that amply and um so let's go ahead and get started with the first the first article here Pentagon's Funvax aerosol viral vaccine program and the elimination of your free free will especially religious religious behavior so I'm going to play you the actual video clip again, but I'm just going to go through it for, uh, and kind of give you a brief overview and then play it so you can hear it for yourself. And then you can go online and watch it if you want as well. What you're about to hear is not science fiction or conspiracy theory, but a glimpse of what is going on behind the closed doors of the United States Pentagon. In a briefing, this is from 2005. This is before I was even really online 
doing what I'm doing now. So it's quite a while, you know, seven years ago here, uh, in a small auditorium labeled BC232, which you can actually see in the... There's all kind of time date stamp labels on the video that you're watching that is further validation. Evidently, Alex Jones went up there and, and, and verified that this was a real Pentagon um, briefing. And the guy that actually came out with the information, you'll see, is in jail now. He, he For no charge, as far as I can see. They just threw the guy in jail. Which adds further validity to what we're talking about here. Uh, that this is actually the real, the real thing. Um, anyway, going further... In a small auditorium labeled BC-232, a man is presenting a discussion on how the military-industrial complex can spread a virus and use a vaccine to extinguish what the Pentagon calls undesirable human behavior. Specifically, in this case, religious behavior. They want to alter the population's DNA. Imagine that. It's just, you know, we haven't talked about that at all in the past 600-plus studies, I've said, no. Uh, they want to alter the population's DNA to breed out religious impulses via vaccinations and aerosol spraying from above. In this case, the vaccine is actually, they can administer it a number of different ways, but aerosol, obviously they can reach the most people, so chemtrailing would be the obvious choice. They purport to have an isolated problematic gene causing religious impulsive behavior, of which the presence supposedly can be identified with brain scans. Fun facts is a government-made viral vaccine that, quote, cures religious fundamentalism. I guess we all need to be cured, right? All my listeners and all the, the uh, Bible-believing Christians out there, we just need to be cured. That's our whole problem. We just need to be lobotomized. That's our whole problem. I mean, I'm lacking a chemical lobotomy. That's my whole problem. You know, just like if I've got bipolar, I'm lacking Prozac. I'm lacking vitamin Prozac. Well, in this case, what you're lacking if you're a Bible-believing Christian, is a viral vaccine that destroys the GMAT2 gene in your brain, and therefore you won't have those crazy little religious impulses you might have now. That's how they're essentially wording this stuff. It inhibits the VMAT2, the so-called God gene, which supposedly causes people to be prone to have spiritual experiences. The government has the audacity to claim that the FunVax aerosol program will bring stability to several countries in the Middle East. (laughs) After a member of the audience asks the speaker if the idea is to, quote, by spreading, and this was the guy asked this question, you you might hear it, but it's it's a little faint um, when I play the tape. By spreading this virus, uh, by spreading this virus, eliminate individuals who are going to, who are going to go on a bomb fest, who are going to go into a market and blow it apart. So the speaker confirms then, he's saying, quote, by vaccinating them against this, we'll eliminate this behavior. So now, again, they're talking about somebody that wants to strap a nail bomb on their back and go in there. And But why wouldn't they do this to everybody? I mean, if they want to have conformity in the New World Order, and everybody has to fall in line, toe the line, get into the whole one-world religion, one-world political system, one-world economic system, one-world currency and everybody all needs to be on the same page, this is the ideal thing to implement something like that, I would think. Uh, The question is of how to implement the vaccine is answered by the speaker when he responds to the man in the audience who raises the doubts over the feasibility 
of performing CT scans on suspected uh, terrorists rather than just putting a bullet in their head. In other words, they're like, he's like, why don't you just put a bullet in their head, kill them, and you know, we're not going to go through the expense of doing a CT scan on every terrorist out there. Okay, that's his rationale. Uh, the speaker says the virus would immunize, immunize against the VMAT2 gene. Well, that means like he's gonna, it's gonna fundamentally change our DNA. It's called Funvax because it's, it's for fundamentalism. It's the, um, it stands for religious fundamentalism. That's why they call it Funvax. Not because it's fun. Okay. But because it's actually standing for religious fundamentalism, that it's eliminating that behavior. Uh, so, the virus would immunize. I, I love that. Like, like as though this gene is some type of uh, aberration. It's, it's as though this gene is some type of defect. Uh, some type of mutant thing. Some type of disease. I mean, if you get immunized against something, isn't like, like normally you would think a disease you're being immunized from? Call me crazy, but I mean, you know. The virus would immunize against the VMAT2 gene, and that would essentially turn a fanatic into a normal person. Now I know what my problem is. I don't have my fun vax vaccine, because I mean, I would be considered a religious fanatic, I guess. So I just need my, my, my fun vax vaccination. Where do I sign up? You know, I'm hoping maybe the Walgreens will start having them pretty soon here. I mean, you get it with your flu shot. Maybe they'll do a combo deal. You get a flu vax, fun vax thing. Maybe take the mark of the beast at the same time. I mean, wait, why don't you do a three for one? You know, you could kill three birds with one stone. I'm sure they. I'm sure if they could pull it off, they would. They meaning, you know, the global government elite, Satan, Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. Okay, so essentially turn a fanatic into a normal person. We think that that would have major effects in the Middle East, states the speaker. The audience member then asks, quote, How do you suggest this can be dispersed? Via an aerosol? And I don't mean like the aerosol cans that you spray your hair with. We're talking chemtrails here. Okay. Uh, to which the speaker then responds, The present plan and the tests we've done so far have used respiratory viruses as flu, and we believe that's a satisfactory way to get exposure of the largest part of the population. So they put it into a viral uh, concoction, spray you, and you're immunized. Now, you'd say, well, isn't immunization only like injection? No, you can get, you can get the nasal... Um, Vaccines, they have those as well. They were doing that with, uh, I think it was the swine flu. There's other, there's other ways of administering vaccines. In other words, not just, not just uh, an injection. So, this would just be like a big, gigantic nasal respiratory vaccine. They would literally be spraying over large swaths of populations. Which you know, I'm not. Who's not to say they obviously haven't already done this? Because if they've had this technology for that long. You know, um, but so let's go. I'm going to go ahead and roll this clip here, and we'll listen to this, and then we'll listen to a little bit of commentary as well. Excuse me. On the left over here, we have individuals who are religious fun, fundamentalists, religious fanatics, and this is the expression: uh, RT-PCR, real-time PCR 
uh, expression of the BMAT2 gene. Over here, we have individuals. So, so, so let, let me complete. So over here. Okay, so this is a guy doing a presentation, like a PowerPoint presentation in this auditorium at the Pentagon. It has a DOD tag on it, time, date, stamp, the whole nine yards. Not a lot of people there. Obviously, I can't imagine this would be one of those things where, yeah, let's advertise. Everybody come in off the streets, you know. Let's let everybody in on this fun secret that we've got. You know, they, they hand out, like, shirts and, fun, you know, I got my fun vax today. Have you? And they're selling chili cheese dogs out front. I mean, they're going crazy. They got clowns. They got balloons. No, this is not exactly that type of venue. Okay, so I imagine this would be like one of those, wow, how did this tape ever get out type of deals. He's got a laser pointer, PowerPoint presentation, um, and he's, he's showing different slides up on the, um, up on the uh, uh, little PowerPoint thing there and, and pointing these things out, showing different MRI cross-sections. Uh, brain scans and things like that to actually indicate brain activity. So I just want to give you a little background. You can go watch it for yourself. It's been up here for a long time. Um, and I give you the link here, and that's what we're looking at right now. You're just hearing the audio, though. We have uh, individuals who are not particularly uh, fundamentalists, not particularly religious, and you can see there's a, a much reduced uh, expression of, of this particular gene, the, the BMAT2 uh, gene. Uh, another evidence that, that supports our, our hypothesis for the development of, of, of this um, approach. Uh, One of the things that doesn't really make sense to me either about this whole thing, which is just proves it's, I think, it's garbage as well. How can you see a gene on an MRI? How can you, how can you say, oh, well that, he's got a lot of brain activity in that one area of his brain. That means that, uh, well, everybody would normally have the same, pretty much, gene patterns. I mean, it's just that the whole premise is flawed. It, 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 the, the way that they're doing this seems so flawed to me, even from a scientific standpoint. But, you know, it's their way of, of getting their point across, I guess. What you're what you saying here is by, by, by spreading this virus, we're going to eliminate individuals from going on a bomb vest and going into a market and blowing up the market. So our, our hypothesis is that these are fanatical people, uh, that they have overexpression of the BMAT2 gene and that by vaccinating them against this we'll eliminate this behavior. Okay, so they've got overexpression of it. Okay, so he's admitting that we've got all got it. We just got, some people got a little too much of it. So when God was giving out the VMAT2 gene, they got like an extra serving or something. And those are all the people like me and the religious fundamentalists and a lot of my listeners and all us Chris, uh, crazy Christian fundamentalist peoples and them, them types, you know. So now he gave us a little clarification there. Uh, so we have some, some very, very uh, remarkable data in this next slide. Uh, here we have two uh, brain scans. These are fMRIs. Uh, these are two different individuals with different levels of expression of VMAT2. Uh, on top uh, is an individual who's a religious fanatic and individual, and we've repeated this numerous times, that... that uh, has uh, high levels of EMAT2. Now, um, this individual down here who had low levels of the EMAT2 gene, this individual would uh, self-describe as, as, as not particularly religious. In, in each case, uh, these individuals were, were read a religious text. Uh, this individual uh, light lit up 
um, this, the right middle frontal gyrus uh, shown here. And uh, that's a part of the brain that's associated with theory of mind. Uh, it's a part of the brain that, that uh, has to do with intents and, and beliefs and, and desires. Uh, so the part of the brain that has to do with theory of mind, intents, beliefs, and desires, they want to snuff that part out, in other words. So you, got, you can't have that. You know, so, I mean, it's just, it's it's so insane. I mean, I, I, it's almost like, it's just like science fiction. Well, yeah, I guess, but it's, it's what they're doing, you know. It's what they're casually, nonchalantly talking about here. Contrast, in marked contrast, here's an individual who would uh, not particularly uh, self-describe as, as religious. And when they're read a religious text, <clears throat> what you see is that, this part of the brain called the anterior insula lights up. This is a part of the brain that's associated with, with disgust or displeasure on hearing something. Uh, Are you suggesting I take a CT scan with me when I'm uh, evaluating people to determine whether it's a bullet in their head? So, so um, <laughs> I love this guy's questions. He basically says, he says, sir, are you suggesting I take a, a CT scanner with me to evaluate the terrorist before, to, to know if I should put a bullet in his head? Um, he's, he's being... This guy who's doing the presentation is a weasel. I, I just He just comes off as a weasel. He just acts like a weasel. I'm sorry. Um, but that's kind of how I view him. But a lot of these academia types are like that. They're, they're you know, they're weasels. Anyway, um, they, uh, <laughs> he kind of like tries to constantly take questions that could be construed as confrontational and, and just tries to go kind of go back to the normalcy and to the monotone droning, you know, okay, no, well, okay, then, and then just go back to the, the matter of factness about everything. Because obviously it's not practical to take a CT scanner with you. You know, these, are, these things weigh, you know, uh, gigantic amounts of weight and, and you, you can't take it in the Middle East and then do cross-sections of, of actual... Um, brain skins. And actually, I don't even think this is a CT scanner anyway. He said it was a form of an MRI, which is different. Magnetic resonance imaging is what MRI stands for. And it's probably even heavier, potentially, because they use gigantic magnets in order to actually make the resolutions. So let's go further. The the data that I'm presenting here uh, supports uh, the the concept that, that we're proposing. Uh, and I think that uh, we would not propose to do uh, CT scans or fMRIs on, on individuals out in the hinterlands of, of Afghanistan. The virus would immunize against this. See, what he's saying is that we wouldn't have to do the fMRIs or the CT scans in the hinterlands of, of Afghanistan or Iran or Iraq because you just spray everybody with, the, with this viral vaccine and they're all, they're all lobotomized, essentially. And... Mission accomplished. VMAT2 gene, and that would would have the effect that you see here, which is it's essentially to turn a fanatic into a a, a normal person. And nope. we think that will have who they think is normal, a normal lobotomized person. <laughs> I just I, I see this, and it's just it's so unbelievable to me. Major effects in the Middle East. How would you suggest that this is going to be dispersed? Well, so, so the, the present uh, plan and the tests that we've done so far um, have used uh, uh, respiratory viruses uh, such as flu or, or uh, rhinoviruses. 
and uh, we believe that that's a satisfactory way to get the exposure of the largest uh, part of the population. Most of now, if they figured out how to do this properly, then they would actually know who really got who who got really immunized. Because let's say the terrorists were running around the deserts of Afghanistan, and they see the chemtrail planes coming over, and half of them go into the cave, and half of them are out there just wafing it all in. You know, oh, chemtrails from Allah, or whatever. Okay, so they got these two sections. If it's an actual flu virus, they'll know according to who got sick. Now, I don't know if they'd have any way of monitoring that, but if it is a way that they can do that, they would, they would know who actually got immunized. You know, Obviously, their behavior would be an indicator of that, too. Hey, John the terrorist over there, he seems really docile lately. I don't know. I don't know what's got into that guy. He just, I don't know, all of a sudden we have all these planes flying over. He just not a, he's not himself anymore. We, on the other hand, we're in the cave system underneath, and we seem normal. I mean, you know what I mean? They, they've got to have some way of identifying who actually got the vaccine, and I would imagine the viral component, the actual flu viral component, would be a way where they could do that. Us, of course, have been exposed to both of those viruses, and and we're we're quite confident that that this will be a a, a very successful uh, approach. This is fascinating. What's the name of this proposal? Yeah, so so the name of this project is Funvax, which is the vaccine for religious fundamentalism. And you have a proposal already. The proposal uh, has just been submitted, and I think that the data that I have shown you today would would support. Uh, the the development of, of this project, and we think it has great promise. <laughs> great promise. Great promise. And then it says the Nazis would have been proud. Great promise to lobotomize huge swaths of humanity, yes. Uh, so that's the end of that particular video. Now I'm going to go to another video now, and here's some more commentary on this. Okay, so the next clip is from um, an Intel Hub news brief with Joe Joseph and Tim Watts of Freedom Link Radio. And they're just, dis- now these guys aren't Christians, okay, but they're discussing this. This has been on a lot of alternative media outlets lately. It's, it's starting to reemerge, particularly as time goes by. And also knowing the guy that originally broke the story has been in prison, uh, you know, trumped up charges. There's been more stuff that's actually coming out about it. So, the um, these are these two guys kind of discussing. They've just played the video and the audio that you just heard, and now they're commenting on it. And they kind of get, bring some other things up that I thought were interesting as well. I mean, that's just absolutely incredible. Uh, just in that four minutes of of uh, presentation, you get so much information, Tim. And and something that I, I want to point out. It, is this is not a vaccine in the conventional sense that we know what a vaccine is. He said the word virus. It's a virus. And, and to make, to even further, it's a communicable virus. That somebody that receives a vaccine with this fun vax, they can spread it to other people that haven't got the virus. Or haven't the other guy's trying to talk and he keeps making that weird sound or whatever, but anyway, that's what you're hearing got the vaccine. That's how they spread the virus, like, a chew. Well, when, and, when he was asked how they would disseminate it, you know, the guy said, what, aerosol? And he says, well, respiratory virus, through flu, or, you know, rhinovirus. So he was talking exactly. about viruses to disseminate this. So, you know, is it possible that variants 
of the fun vax are already being deployed through conventional vaccines? You know, that's the question. Because, remember, this, this came out in 2005. This is when this went down. And again, prior to that, the research and development has been going on years and years before that. As a matter of fact, there's historical precedent here because um, this has happened before in our history with SV40, um, the cancer virus that was spread through the polio vaccine. So, I mean, this is not the first time that we've seen this in America, and that's been, uh, the SV40 has been acknowledged by the government. That's happened, you know? So there's not only historical precedent that there's been shenanigans afoot, but now we have FunVax, or fundamental vaccine, and it's funny because uh, the presenter also talked about, he said, what would happen if somebody uh, would read a religious text you know, if you had a religious fundamentalist, you'd see this brain activity, whereas, whereas if you didn't, if this person was, say, like an atheist, well, then you wouldn't get that same level of activity. But my question yeah, is this. Their, their brain lit up, you know, it was, which was just kind of cool. The, the, the fundamentalist, their brain, it actually lit up versus the other person just had, like, maybe the tiny, tiny right. spot. Well, that, well let me you ask know, you this then, Tim. Let me ask you this, because... It, this this kind of leads us into where I want to go with this is that what if what if somebody read the Constitution to somebody who felt deeply about the Constitution would their brain light up? Oh, good question. Okay, what if what if somebody played loose change to a nine eleven truther? Would their brain light up? Yep, excellent. Because they because they feel. Uh, they feel drawn to that. They feel a sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. They, they feel uh, it, it all has to do with personal sovereignty. It's something that they feel sacred to them. It's something very important. Mm-hmm. I don't think the God gene... I, first of all, I think the God gene, or the VMAT2, and this is what VMAT2 is, is VMAT2 is commonly for, referred to as the God gene, um, and I want to I want to go into that. A little I, I bit. see where you're going with this. You're saying it's more encompassing, way more encompassing, uh, encompassing than it is. Just very, yeah, the vaccine inhibits the VMAT2 gene, and according to a geneticist Gene Hammer, the VMAT2 predisposes humans towards spiritual and mystic experiences. Now I'm going to go a step further than that because. Um, you can be an atheist and have beliefs and feel strongly about something or really uh, have a sense of – it doesn't affect your free will. That's the biggest thing that, that I, have to, I have to put out because one of the major arguments is going to be, well, you know, God doesn't exist. Okay, but atheism in and of itself is a belief. You believe in nothing means you believe in something. I'm going to get my philosophical hat on for a second, right? It's kind of like zero, right? The number zero is still a number. It has a value, you know? And that's the thing. And and by the way, too, there are many atheists out there that still call themselves spiritual, you know? Whether it be from a pagan perspective or whatever, there's still a belief structure in place, even for the most atheist of atheists. So, I mean, I, it's... it's, it's point, point I, I want to try to make on this, 
from a Christian standpoint, is that this essentially lobotomizes you. Whatever your belief system may be, whatever truth you may hold dear, and let's say it is truth, like he talked about 9-11 truth, or, you know, the Constitution, or whatever your, your, I mean, it's not just religious fundamentalism. What they're doing conveniently with these brain scans and this little devil giving this presentation up there at the Pentagon, they're using the most extreme case And and this is so convenient for them to do it this way. Because they're using the most extreme case of, okay, here we have a nail-bomb-wearing, religious, Muslim, you know, jihadist, fundamentalist. Ready to die any second. I mean, we're talking the, the most radical end of the spectrum here. Okay, he's got this, a lot of activity overexpression, supposedly, of the VMAT 2G. The, the, the bottom line is, you could take a, a person who is, um, you know, not anywhere at that level, okay? Just a regular person, and, and, and let's say they've been exposed to, and let's just say in this case, 9-11, or, or uh, 9-11 truth, or uh, different things like we're getting into today where we talk about the vaccinations, how it's killing off, or pharmacia, or a myriad of different subjects that would um, fire them up, essentially. Now, these subjects are truth. These are subjects where people have been destroyed for lack of knowledge. These are subjects the New World Order does not want you to know about. This is the essence of this actual ministry that I get into. We're trying to contend for truth. What this would do is basically... You would have no urge, no urge at all to contend for any truth. Because that urge has been gone. You've been essentially lobotomized. It's no big deal anymore. I mean, as though all the other things they're doing aren't enough to try to eat our brain up. With the fluoride and the chlorine and the chemtrails and all the garbage they're putting in the food. And, 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 and the stuff that leaches from the plastics and the chemical. I mean, I, I've done this over and over, gone into all these different things that they're trying to do to essentially lobotomize us. Fluoride probably being the worst one as far as putting that into the toothpaste and into the, um, the water supply. What does that do? It burns out the lower brain lobes, which has a lot to do with your will to resist. It's why they gave it to the Nazi um, Holocaust victims in the concentration camps. This is where sodium fluoride which is what's used in the toothpaste today in the, in the water supply. This is where it was first used. This was the first experiments that were done were in the Nazi concentration camps where they gave it to the Holocaust survivors. And, you know, you see those people and you wonder, how, why would they just go along with that? Why would they just march to their deaths in the, in the gas chambers? And why would they just march to the trenches where they would just line up and shoot them all? Why did they have no will to resist? I've never seen one video where I saw really any of them resisting. And there's tons of footage. Even when they came and liberated them at the end, when when it has all that footage and all the thousands of people that witnessed when they actually got into Germany and they went and they discovered these thousands, not just hundreds, thousands of concentration camps. And the soldiers would come in there, and I've seen seen enough World War II documentaries to know the reactions of the troops. And they'd come in there, and they would show footage, and they would interview the troops that were seeing this. And they were like, a lot of times they would come in and they would they would come out. And so, yes, many times they were very, very thankful. But sometimes they would just come in and kind of just go right back into their little, little uh, 
hut or wherever they were staying and they, and they would just like lay down and they weren't even excited that they were being liberated. Now, I understand they were at death's doorstep and I understand you can't really get all fired up when you're in that physical condition, but I just found it striking. I really do believe that had a lot to do with the, the massive amounts of fluoride that they had probably been given to, to create that very same apathy. No will to resist. You're, you're, you're just, it's gone. Well, this is the exact same thing we're talking about now with, with the destroying of this. It's not just about religious. It's about any kind of truth. Anything that would, that would, would you'd see that and it would get you like, wow, that is truth. I can identify with that. I'm going to act on that. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to resist tyranny or I'm going to, I'm going to contend for truth or that type of thing. All that would be gone. That's what we're talking about. And, that, and that's why I wanted to play this extra clip, because he, he brought that point up. Hard to narrow it down to this God gene. I think, I think when you label it God gene, you're actually doing a disservice to everybody because it's narrowing the scope of what this thing really is all about. Well, what they're essentially doing is they're going after one region of the brain. So you've really got to break that down and analyze and say, all right, you know, when you've affected this region of the normal human being's brain, what are going to be the total ramifications other than just maybe this God effect that they're hoping for? You know, I mean, how far out does this reach? Because they are targeting one specific area, uh... I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how they try to... Right, well, it says, you know, in this vaccine, well, this vaccine, and I hate to call it a vaccine. Here's another thing I just thought of. To, to, to demonstrate the insanity of the premise whereby which they would spray this over large swaths of populations. They act as though they're going to spray it on all these people. And just the people that are nail-bomb-wearing, die-for-Allah, gonna be in paradise with my 72 virgins and my little white-skinned boys, because that's what they teach they get when they die for Allah and jihad. They act as though they're the only ones that are gonna be affected. It's as though the other people will have no effect at all. I mean, in other words, well, then you could just spray it over uh, America, and it's only gonna get rid of those nasty Muslim extremists. It's, It's as though it's like, you know... Religious, it, it, it knows your religion, this vaccine. It knows exactly what religion you are, and it's the, that's what it affects. Only people that are religious, uh, Muslim, fundamental. You, you know it's going to affect everybody in a very similar way, okay? I'm, tr- I'm trying to show the absurdity of their premise, whereby which they would possibly justify using a biological agent like this. Because it's a virus. So let's, I'm going to call it that. You know, it's it's a it's an actual bioweapon that they that they're employing here. And I mean, you heard it yourself, folks, that, you know, this gentleman is talking about, well, how are you going to deploy it in an aerosol form or whatever? Oh, aerosol. Really? Really? Okay, let's just chuck that up. Chemtrails. Check. You know, but no, he talks about it being deployed via, you know, the flu or a rotavirus or norovirus, something like that. But the important thing to understand about this, what it's truly targeting at its core is our free will. See, the powers that be know all too well that they cannot take free will away from a human being. They can't do it. 
A human being that's running the way it's supposed to run, the brain's operating the way it's supposed to operate, they cannot take your free will away. You have to give it up. So what better way is there for them to take your free will away? Knowing that you will not or cannot, they can't take it away, you have to give it away. So they're going to take it away by introducing a brain-eating virus and actually give you like a chemical lobotomy, if you will, or a, vi a viral lobotomy. And just make you a numb, apathetic, lethargic, nothing that just takes up oxygen. To, to where free will doesn't mean anything to you anymore. You really don't care about it. You just don't care. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting how we speak, you know, not only on Freedom Link Radio, but in all the work we do trying to expose these elitists for what they are. But we talk about, where's the outrage? When, when we see all of these things going down, we have a sitting president that cannot pass an E-Verify check. Where is the outrage? We have, we have a, a government, a rogue government that's out of control. Where's the outrage? You know? We're waging relentless wars all over the world illegally. Where's the outrage? And, and I, I'm always just at a loss as to why it is people are so apathetic about issues that are so important to us. And, you know, when you see something like this, oh, well, the light goes off. Now, all of a sudden, things start to make sense, you know. And is, it, is this one of the primary reasons, not only for that apathy, but for the 10,000% increase in the different forms of cancer in children, or the skyrocketing increase in cases of autism, is it... So, again, I want to just let them discuss that, hit that point home a little bit more. My advice, the biggest thing I would say regarding this, is pray against, and I've said this for years, pray specifically against these chemtrail planes. Um, and not only even against the vaccines, but against the chemtrail planes. Because you have no idea what they're releasing on you on a daily basis. What kind of payload they may have up in the planes. Um, there's a documentary that I give you the link to, if you're not familiar with the chemtrails, and it's called What in the World Are They Spraying? And it's one of the more recent ones that have come out. There's a lot of good ones. Clifford Carnicom was one of the main ones that originally came out with the information, and all of the horrific stuff they've identified that are in the chemtrails, which are not contrails, which are normal jet vapors. Contrails will evaporate. If you look up at a sky, we've had here many days now with no chemtrails. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, But I pray, my biggest problem is when they're not spraying, that you slack off praying about it. And then they come back with a vengeance. And that's the thing, is, is to be diligent when they're not. And I mean get on your knees and get righteous indignant about it, because th that's the only way i found that to, to keep chemtrail planes out of the skies. I've seen it happen. I, I mean, particularly back in Florida, I've seen it like over a month, month and a half, where there was no chemtrail activity. Now, I'm not saying it means I'm whatever. Who knows else was praying too. But I'm just saying that you know, prayers can move mountains. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So, 
Uh, I do believe that they can be kept out of the skies. Um, and they're pure evil. There's no absolute reason other than pure evil that they would want to be doing this. They're calling it, now the government's actually admitting to it, they're saying it's called geo, geoengineering. We're geoengineering, we're terraforming the planet. Because it's for your benefit. And they give all these bogus garbage garbage excuses, and it's pure poison. What they're spraying, they're, they're spraying us like cockroaches. Just think of yourself in, like, the kitchen, and, you know, like, Big Brother comes in the night, he's got his can of pesticide. They're spraying you every day. That's how I view it. I really get angry about it. Because they're not just doing it to me, they're doing it to my daughter, they're doing it to all the other people out there, the the... the the babies, the unborn babies, the children, and, you know, it's it's horrific. It's just one of the many ways they're trying to kill us, you know, to try to destroy humanity, to try to cripple humanity, to try to lobotomize us, to try to make us sick, and beat us down. And, and, and this is one of the main things they're doing. So, um, kind of bear that in mind as well. Now, the, the, the next article is... Um, in, and it's not really an article. It's just I wanted to give you some more confirmation of this. And it's Joey Lombardi, who was the guy that actually broke the story originally, who was the main person to originally break the Funvax bombshell, arrested in Argentina. This was from September 19th of last year. It says, if you've been following this blog, now this is the blog it originally broke on, the information that we're getting into, then you know that this page is maintained by people that support Joey Lombardi's cause. The release of information about Funvax. It's been over six weeks since we've heard from from Joey, and unfortunately our fears were realized. Four weeks ago, Joey Lombardi was arrested in Argentina. One of the the contributors of this blog got a call from Joey's mother this weekend. Joey was not allowed to make any calls. Imagine that. I mean, if there was a guy they would want to silence, he would be the one regarding this, okay? Uh, but he was able to get word out to his mother through another prisoner. At this time, we don't know what the charges are. Joey's mother hired a lawyer, so hopefully we'll know more soon. But that's been a long time ago. And in a case like this, you would expect a total, absolute media blackout. The guys in Argentina, they've probably got everybody bought and paid for who needs to be bought and paid for down there. And um, I'm not coming against Argentina. I'm just saying that they've. I'm sure that they thought this thing out very well before they instituted this trumped-up arrest of this guy. And uh, nobody's heard from him, as far as I can see, because, I mean, I'm up there, you know, I checked the website the other day, and, you know, nothing had shown up. So I give you the link to his website, uh, funbacks.wordpress.com. I give you the link here on the 30-page PDF that we have for today. Now, I'm not going to go over 30 pages of information today, but you'll see why later I've got a lot of extra uh, bonus information that we're, that you can look at. And then he's they've got another one, because see, the people that are maintaining the blog are still maintaining it, so there's still new stories going up. Another one called The New God Gene VMAT2 Inhibitor Discovered. It gets into this in much more detail about the actual VMAT2 inhibitor which is probably the active agent in the Funvax. It's been discovered. So they got a whole article on that. I got that highlighted for you. And then uh, another link entitled Funvax is only one of the many. Check out this pop- the this population control vaccine link. And they give you multiple ways in which they're trying to control population and reduce world population. And then the last link is the Obama administration admits to the anti-terrorism vaccine program, where the Obama administration has actually admitted that this is fact, 
Okay, I'm just not going to get into all those other links here. Um, you can click on those and look into that if you if you so choose. Uh, next article: Biosecurity Advisory Board reverses decision on engineered blue for uh, bird flu papers. Oops, sorry. Two scientific papers that describe experiments with a virulent and contagious bird flu virus should be published in an uncensored form. A committee of scientists advising the federal government said Friday. Now, I've talked about this a lot in times past. This is where they've got the actual kind of like recipe on, you know, how they made the um, the uh, H5N1, I believe is the one we're in reference to. Yeah, H5N1, which was the one I did the 14 city tour on back in 06. If you want to see that, uh, just key in Dr. Scott Johnson, Avion Flu on YouTube. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other way you can see it. Pretty sure it's up there on YouTube right now, or even doing a, ser- a keyword search online. It's up there, and you can see the whole presentation for free instead of buying the DVD, you know, through like Cutting Edge or Prophecy Club or whatever. But um, Cutting Edge doesn't sell it anymore, though. But um, I know the Prophecy Club always backlogs all their DVDs. Anyway. Uh, they want to publish that, and they're saying that the, the scientific papers that describe on um, how it's made should be published in an uncensored form. And that was, who said that? Well, a committee of scientists advising the federal government. I mean, what's not, to, what's not to not want to do? I mean, we could all go in our kitchen and whip up a nice batch of H5N1 now and, uh, you know, infect the whole world. I mean, what's not to like? Come on. So the recommendation by the National Science Advisory Board for Biosecurity reverses one the committee made in January. It reverses it. Why would you reverse? I mean, why would you... I mean, it, it, total lunacy, insanity. No, no, we, we think that... We think that the nefarious elements of society and the terrorists should have a shot at making this. I mean, why... Tie their hands. Let them make it. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to the people that would want to wipe out huge swaths of population and and the terrorists threatening to do this stuff. You know. So we're gonna we're gonna let we're gonna say it should be published uncensored. Uh, you know, again, it makes sense to me. I don't know about you all, but. Um, when it, uh, when it asked two journals, Science and Nature, to hold off publishing studies about the lab-engineered strains of the H5N1 influenza virus, the about-face came after the heads of the research teams, one Dutch, the other American, clarified their work and provided new information on its possible importance at a two-day meeting of the committee in Washington. While the study still could be used by terrorists or mischief-makers, the committee said in a written statement that the additional information change the board's risk-benefit calculation. So in other words, they said, well, yeah, but this or that, and, well, I guess it swayed them, and they said, well, you know, I think we're going to kick this around, but you know what? We're going to go ahead and publish it uncensored, because you've, you've swayed us. We do need to publish this stuff uncensored, so that, you know, people that want to destroy, you know, humanity and the population can have this H5N1 Bird flu. I mean, and like I said, at the time, the version that I was reporting on, 
It's got over 60% kill rate. I mean, you get H5N1, it's 60% kill rate. It's not like the normal flu. Now, if it's made into a super weaponized version, who knows what the kill rate would possibly be. But if you want to know more about that whole H5N1, just like I said, search for that online, what I said before, because I did a whole two and a half hour study on it. So, again, more insanity. Um, Next article, 78% increase in childhood autism rates over the past decade coincides with the sharp uptick on vaccination schedules. Imagine that. The rate of autism among American children has nearly doubled over the past decade, according to a new report released by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, I don't believe anything they're saying. It's probably went up tenfold. This is what they're admitting to. Okay, they can't deny that it hasn't at least doubled, in other words. So anything they'll admit to, you could probably about times it by ten. I mean, the, the amount of vaccine-damaged children out there is, is unreal, you know. And, again, it's no coincidence that it's the same uh, as, as they increase the vaccine schedules, you get this increased uptick of autism and all kind of other horrific diseases as well. Um, now, this was put out by Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, jumping from about 150 children back in 2000 to about 1 in 88 in 2008. Again, I don't believe there, there are statistics at all. Um, figures lying, liars figure. That, that old euphemism or whatever. Okay, so, which is the last time the official estimates were calculated. And interestingly, this steady rise in autism rate coincides directly with CDC-endorsed vaccination schedules that have also sharply risen since the 1980s. Back in 1983, for example, the CDC recommended only 10 vaccines for children from birth through 6 years old. You can click on a link to prove that. Today, that number has risen significantly to 29 and counting. So we've gone from 10 to 29 and counting, many of which are now administered all at one time or in combinations like measles, mumps, and rubella, which you would say, yeah, well, if you're going to get it, you might as well just get it all at once. Yeah, but by doing a whole bunch together, what also can happen, though, is you, there's more potential for a severe reaction as well because the body can only handle so much poison, which is what the vaccines are, at one time. So you inject that straight into somebody's bloodstream and their their autoimmune system goes on absolute, total, gonzo, high alert and systems in the body kick in and the more you do it one time, the higher chance that they're going to have some kind of massive reaction. So going further, it says, and yet the mainstream medical system and its allies in the government and media are willfully ignoring this glaring fact, blaming unknown causes and genetics for causing the autism. Autism was virtually totally unknown, was non-existent before the modern-day advent of vaccines. Fact. There's all kind of stuff, all kind of autoimmune disorders that were totally non-existent before the modern-day implementation of vaccinations through the good old pharma-controlled medical cartel, Illuminati, drug cartels, essentially, is what they are. Again, all by design, all designed to create a weak, sickly population that will die much quicker, 
Bill Gates at the old Ted 2000-whatever convention, that was the last year, whatever, said, you know, if we do a good job on vaccines, we'll be able to lower world population by such and such a percent. I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was... It's, I've heard it over and over again. He said it real quickly, matter-of-factly, threw some other things in there when he was saying it. But, I mean, their goal is to reduce world population to um, 90 to 95% of current values. And I heard this thing today where it was said, well, why, why isn't the world population reducing now? Well, they've already they've done a pretty good job. The reality is, is through all of these different programs, I mean, you got Planned Parenthood 1, you, you probably got a couple billion right there, at least, if, if you actually had the true numbers for Planned Parenthood. And I'm talking going all the way back, like 100 years. There's probably a couple billion there alone. In fact, that might be very conservative. Because when you implement all the things with the pill, the patch, the birth control, the IUD, and all those other things that you normally don't fall under the guise of abortions, well, that, you got to count that as well. If, if, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're God, you're counting that. I guarantee you. He knows. Okay? So then you got the vaccines. That's killing off another huge swath of population. you got all of the... I mean, I could go on and on and on. I don't have time to get into all those things that I've got into before. You know, I've done many, many... I, I got a study I did too recently. I think it was like 19 ways they're trying to kill us. Just key in 19. And you just see 19... I could probably do a thousand ways. They're trying to kill us in ways we don't even know about. So again, that's why it's good to be vigilant in prayer about these things. And again, what I was saying before about chemtrails, I didn't finish that point about the prayer part, was you know getting on your knees and praying against this type of evil. Pray that whatever they're spraying in the chemtrails, if they're spraying on a given day, that God would neutralize it. What's wrong with that prayer? That's what I pray. I mean, if they're already spraying, pray that God neutralize the poisons they're spraying on humanity, if it's his will. You know, I mean, obviously, never let not my will but thine be done, but, you know, neutralize it. Or they would have no effect, you know, because God can do that. So there's there's ways you can, you can pray about these particular things um, regarding this subject. So let's go further here. So they're, they're blaming unknown causes, imagine that, for this rise in autism. And genetics, um, which are the two most common catch-all scapegoats. And in explaining the drastic rise in autism rates over the years, the talking heads actually claim that there is no rise. The seemingly elevated autism rates are merely the result of improved autism screening methods that are now identifying more cases. I've told this before. I've got. I had a guy I worked with. He was a went to the same chiropractic college I went to. Probably the richest chiropractor in the state of Florida. Um, had two kids, got them vaccinated, and I couldn't believe it because the, in the chiropractic college I went to, they were very much against vaccinations. Had two kids, vaccinated the one. He was autistic the next day. Had another one, vaccinated him. He was autistic the next day, uh, virtually. I'm like, why would you do that? I mean, after the first one, after going through the education you got, which I got, what were you, you know, what were you thinking? But I, there's many, many, many people. There's whole support groups for people that have autistic children that are that were um, autistic within hours, if not days, or max usually a month of being vaccinated. 
Or are they going to seizures, like Winnie Callahan's uh, child? I mean, her child went into a seizure on the elevator ride down from getting the vaccine. And that was why, you know, you can go to her site, just Wendy Callahan. Uh, you can find her site online on vaccines. Just do like Wendy Callahan vaccine. She's got a great site, great site. I, I know Wendy, and we spoke together at different conferences. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's all kind of amazing resources online about the vaccine issue. Or if you say, well, well what do I do? Okay, well, key in, go to Mercola, Mercola, M-E-R-C-O-L-A, dot com. And key in legal remedies vaccines. Or go into, like, the health ranger, Mike Adams. Uh, legal remedies vaccines. You, there's, there's all kind of legal remedies. They don't have it to the point now, yet, where, you know, they're saying it's absolutely, totally mandatory. Because people just throw up their hands and they think, well, there's nothing I can do about it. No, 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 no. Don't give up that easy. This is not a minor matter. I don't know what they're even putting in the vaccines anymore. I know that they're putting foreign, tainted DNA. Coincidentally enough, Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, what had the sons of God done to the daughters of men in those days in Genesis 6? Well, they had defiled them, and they bore them giants in those days, and the earth became so corrupt that man's thoughts were only evil continually, and repented God that he'd even made man, and they corrupted all flesh on the earth. And what what is that? What is the essence of that corruption? They corrupted the DNA of not only man, but even the animals and these types of things. So God had to wipe out the whole earth, save eight people and the and the animals on the ark because of that. And I got an email this week, and somebody said, "Well, you act as though that God it took God by surprise." No, no, no. I'm not saying it took God by surprise. I'm just saying what an unfortunate thing that had to happen where God had to destroy all of humanity and all the animals on the planet because things had become so defiled. What was the essence of that defilement? Their DNA. What are they doing in the vaccines now? They're, def- they're putting foreign DNA. And I don't even know what that DNA... Neither knew you, you nor I know what they're actually putting in those shots anymore. I know one thing, they grow... They grow um, I think it's up to... About 18 of the vaccines off of, um, off of, of aborted fetal cells, aborted babies. And that's well known. I'm not making it up. Just key in aborted babies, uh, aborted fetal cell lines, vaccinations. Or key that into my search box. Contendingfortruth.com. I've done many, many studies on it. If you're a new listener. Because I've, I've gotten a lot of new listeners lately and some of this may be very new. So I've done, or just key in vaccination in the keyword search box. I mean, I got so many teachings I've done on vaccinations. I just see it being so important. I really see it being one of the main ways where Satan is directly defiling the DNA, the literal bloodline of humanity, and doing it in this under this under the, the guise of a white lab coat to make it all look a real official and all real scientific like. You know what I mean? That's that's what he's doing, and he's he's doing a really good job with that. And I'm trying to create awareness about that. The DNA issue alone. I mean, culturing, uh, uh, getting a vaccine injected in you, a cultured off an aborted baby, off an aborted fetal cell line. I mean, you think that vaccine might be cursed? 
what you're injecting in yourself, you think that you know it might affect you from a spiritual level after you get that vaccine? How could it not? Put it that way. Reverse the question. How could it not affect you? And then you get multiple ones, or you know you get your vaccine cultured off a, a vaccine that was that was originally cultured off a green Reese's diseased monkey kidney, which is one of the things they use. Or chicken embryos. And then you got all the other additives. You got the mercury, the thimerosal, which just destroys the dendrites in the brain, uh, in the brain, and detergents and polysorbate 80 and aluminum, which also wrecks your brain. All of these things are being done by design. And that's just a couple things. The, the squalene in the vaccine, that's also horrific. I've done separate studies on so many of these different things, on so many of the different actual ingredients in there. So you got to be really careful what you're actually letting Satan put into your body. And that's how I view it directly. Satan putting something directly straight into your bloodstream. What is that doing to your DNA? Also, they've got the capability and they've had the capability for a long time to put injectable microchips and injectable what they call nanorobots just key in injectable nanorobots and DARPA into the keyword search box on the internet, and you'll find it. I actually have a couple, a one slide on my avion flu presentation that I mentioned that you can find online. Injectable nanorobots, where they can actually go in there. I, I don't know all of the things that they, they... I know what they could be doing, and, and obviously we can't trust them, so it's not something you would ever want to do ever again. The, the um, injectable um, microchip dust from Hitachi, you, you wouldn't even know you, you have been... You've got, now, I'm not saying that's the mark of the beast. okay? But they've got, even with that last um, H1N1 swine flu scare, I talked a lot about the actual um, injectable microchips they can put at the end of the needle at the end stage of quality control, where you get the vaccine and you get a microchip as well, and you don't even know it. And the microchips can keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So you just don't know. And it's better to err, much, much better to err on the side of safety. So let's go further. Uh, sadly, these are laughable, unscientific excuses for this epidemic condition and are actually being taken seriously by many people. While the true causes of, of autism, the vaccines, with the contributing factors of fluoridated water, monosodium glutamate, or MSG, Genetically modified organisms, GMOs, toxic chemicals, processed foods, etc. These are other things that contribute to the autism. Continue to remain taboo subjects when talking about autism. Now this article I believe is from Mike Adams, the health ranger. And there are some links to those other things as well at the end of this article. But any rational human being that takes the time to objectively investigate the science behind how autism spectrum disorders are at the very least spurred on by these and other toxins, will quickly realize that the ugly truth about autism is being concealed from the public. And while these factors may not cause autism symptoms in every single person that exposed to them, they surely trigger it in many, especially when the exposures are combined in persistent. Vac- in persistent. Vaccines, for instance, which the medical establishment have presumptuously declared to play absolutely no role in autism, continue to show up in independent, non-pharma-sponsored research as a cause in autism. I mean, you can't expect the pharmaceutical companies, if they're conducting their own research, to police themselves. It's like the fox guarding the hen house. 
It's like saying, Satan, now come on, don't you dare do anything wrong. You're going to do an honest study here, Satan, right? Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. I promise. Right. Like, you're going to get that. So, going further, whether they contain thermarosol mercury or not, vaccines are definitely linked to neurological disorders that were largely non-existent prior to mass vaccination campaigns. Even the Kangaroo Vaccine Court has quietly admitted this. They have settled with with uh, several families whose children were injured by vaccines. Well, it's more than several, but back in 2009, for instance, a vaccine court ruled that Bailey Banks, a young boy who suffered an acute brain injury after getting an MMR vaccine, which is one of the ones they cultured off aborted babies, has indeed been injured by the vaccine. Special Master Richard Abel wrote at the time that, quote, the MMR vaccine at issue actually caused the condition from which Bailey suffered and continues to suffer. And that was a court ruling. And there's a link to that as well. The case was one of hundreds that has received little to no media attention, and yet it speaks volumes about the dangers associated with vaccines. It also exposes the lies of the deniers who have declared that vaccines are in no way related to autism. And besides vaccines, fluoridated water, MSG, now there's a whole... These are the things I just mentioned, MSG, fluoridated water, GMOs. Uh, there's links to all these other things and how that contributes to autism as well. There's, in other words, there's other contributing factors, which is... See, they just can't do one thing to us. It'd be like saying everybody line up out in front of your house and they just kill us all with guns. Well, they can't... Obviously, they can't do that. So they've got to be much more subtle, like Satan is. He's the most subtle beast of the field, according to Genesis 3. So what they've got to do is they've got to do a myriad of different things to us that cross-combine, interact with one another, so then at the end they still achieve the same effect. You know, chemical lobotomy, essentially, is what they're after. And... Weak, weak, sickly, dumbed-down population with basically no will to resist. Totally preoccupied with things that don't matter. That's what they're trying to create, okay? That type of, of populace. And again, obviously, they've done a pretty good job at it so far. So let's go ahead and... Um, I don't know if I have enough time to get this next article in. Yeah, I'm going to try to get this next article in here real quick. Um, last article, Paralysis Cases Spike... In wake of Bill Gates' polio vaccine effort in India. This is just another example of this evil. Expert medical pediatricians in India have criticized criticized the World Health Organization and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for its illusionary role of promising polio eradication without hinting at the side effects. Numerous problems have surfaced from these doctor what these doctors have termed an unethical ad- advocacy that span more than a decade. The vaccination program funded only through an initial series of grants has saddled the Indian government with the health program cost and exposed the public to new risk factors. Dr. Vashit and Dr. Puliel of the Department of Pediatrics at St. Stephen's Hospital in Delhi, India, point out in their criticism. Not the least of these risks is the specter of polio's sudden return in a weaponized form, no less. There's been a huge spike of cases of non-polio acute flaccid paralysis, the very types of problems it was hoped would disappear 
with the polio, but instead it's flourished. Imagine that with their polio eradication vaccination programs. Uh, now, these are oral vaccines that they're administering. It shows Bill Gates actually taking one of these tainted, straight from the pit of hell vaccines and putting it into this little innocent Indian, little girl from India's mouth. May the Lord Jesus Christ just rain down his fury on these devils and, and all of his ilk that would defile these little innocent children. I, it's just so sickening to me. And then they, 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 they do it under the guise of, I'm a great guy. I've, I've literally donated a billion, I'm not exaggerating, a billion dollars to World Health Organization. And, or, and he's doing that to kill people off. He's not doing it to help anyone. To kill them off. That's his motivation. Going further, there were 47,500 cases of this non-polio paralysis reported in 2011. The same year India was supposed, was declared polio free. <laughs> but, you know, there's 47,500 cases of this other, which is what polio causes, this uh, paralysis. Uh, further, the available data shows that the incidents tracked back to the areas where the doses of the polio vaccine were fre- frequently administered. In other words, that was... They tracked it, and where the vaccines were administered, that's where this non-polio acute flaccid paralysis occurred. The national rate of this paralysis in India is 25 to 35 times the international average. That's like they're, they're kind of like their test case. India is their test case for this particular horrific thing they're trying to introduce. We're seeing how it goes, you know. Related studies in India have already demonstrated that polio vaccines are the leading cause of polio paralysis. Similarly, a government inquiry in Pakistan found that polio vaccines, funded by the Bill Gates-led GAVI, Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunizations, were causing deaths and disabilities, all by design. Regardless, research on these incidences in India confirmed that the rate of non-polio paralysis increased in correlation with vaccine doses administered. Always does. The more vaccines you give them, the higher the rate of disease, death, and destruction. Well, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And they are of the father of the devil. And of his lust and of his works, they will do. They're just being good little... They're all like little Satan's little helper out there. You know? Following in their daddy's footsteps, essentially. What we're dealing with here. From India's perspective, the exercise has been an extremely costly, both in terms of human suffering and in monetary terms. It is tempting to speculate what could have been achieved if, and again, this is what I always think about. My, my mind always goes to this. What could be achieved if the $2.5 billion, billion spent on attempting to eradicate, supposedly to eradicate polio, which was actually the exact opposite, what if that were spent on water and sanitation and routine immunization? Well, routine immunization, that was a quote from the article. None of that. What if it were just spent on water and sanitation? See, that brings a very great point. It is a proven fact and has been proven, and I've, I've actually went over the stats before. They say, yeah, but what about when all the proof that when, they, when the government instituted all the vaccination pro- protocols and these types of things, that eradicated all of these diseases that were killing everybody back in the early 1900s? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. You can look at the stats. 
you can look at the actual disease number stats, and you can see that when the vaccines were introduced, the disease was virtually waning, totally in decline, and almost gone. But what they did is they took credit for it. Well, then what did it? The increased, just like they said here, water and sanitation. Increased water purity and sanitation, and particularly the sanitation, is what eradicated all of those diseases that used to kill people by the millions back in the 1800s and 1700s into the early 1900s. That's why we don't have those today. Mostly it was the sanitation. Better sanitation that was developed. So, But they love to ride on the coattails of that. Why? Because it's because they can. Because it's convenient. Because they can, you know, do it. So, they hope you'll never look into it, though. So, let's go further. The kind, this kind of unethical partnership between the WHO and private entities is reminiscent of the corruption we saw in the H1N1 flu scare. I did a whole bunch of studies on H1N1. And where the World Health Organization declared a pandemic, later admitted uh, it was was elevated on a flimsy pretense to create a demand for the vaccine. See, they just want to make money. They want to kill people and make money. That's what it's always about with these guys. Okay, how can we kill as many people as possible, cripple, decimate, chemically lobotomize as many people as possible and still make a ton of money? That's That's how they think. They don't think like you and I. You know? So this was exposed by the Council of Europe Health Committee Chairman Wolfgang Wudarg, who demonstrated that drug firms collaborated with the WHO officials to deliberately create a campaign of panic and a false disaster. I mean, there was a lot of panic over that one. I, I mean, every week that's what I was doing the study on. Because that was like red alert. I really thought this was all the stuff I had talked about in 06 and the H5N1, I thought that they were going to green light it and really go with it when that swine flu thing came out a couple years ago or whatever it was. Um, if you want to see those old teachings, just key in H, H1N1 or swine flu vaccination at the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com. Obviously it didn't happen, but the thing is, is I put this information out, not just so we can wring our hands and fret about it, but so that people will get on their knees and pray about it, just like praying about the chemtrails. Hopefully God would avert it, giving us more time, you know, to prepare, to warn other people, you know, to lead more people to Christ, these types of things. That's the, that's the, but there's going to come a day when it, it's going to happen, one, one thing or another. I think this is the most likely scenario. Because when you've got record gun sales every single month, because people are fearing that Obama might get a second term, and, and just him being in office right now as it is, and with all of the red flags and things going on on planet Earth right now, it would be kind of tough to confiscate everyone's guns right now, I think. With people buying them like crazy, buying up ammo, doing all this other stuff. And then they got all the things like where you see Homeland Security buying 40 million of those. Um, I mean, those are some vicious looking hollow points. I've never even seen hollow points that look like that. More than one for every person in America. And then FEMA bought some. And then now they got those those bulletproof... Um, uh, checkpoint stands that they're buying that they can set up on a moment's notice and, and set up checkpoints on the roads. That just came out this week too. All comforting, you know, stuff that they're doing. Very comforting. And kind of feel good, like when you go to Cracker Barrel and, and get the feel good food. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of like that. And you got all this stuff going on 
and you start to wonder, and, and, and you start to see what the government is actually planning. Other people are seeing that going on. So, I've always been of the contention. And the reason I did that tour back in 06 that I did is I was hoping that I that God would use me to create enough public awareness. Really, the ones I'm concerned about are Christians because they're the ones that can get on the knee, their knees and pray and reach God. Enough public awareness that the disaster could be averted because they were gearing up for the H5N1 back in 06, big time. There were shows on, there were all kind of stuff about it. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. I took five months to put those 150 PowerPoints together. It, it took me a long time. Did more research on that than any other thing I've ever done in my life. I can't do that now. I just don't have the time. Um, that was before I had this ministry officially. But back then I did, and I view it as no different now. It's the perfect vehicle. Because, face it, if, if, we, if something like this were to happen, if they release an aerosol, okay, chemtrail, all these people start dropping dead. People are going to be so desperate. They're going to be like, I don't care what I got to do. I'll turn in my guns. I'll, turn, I'll sell my soul as long as I can get the cure. A lot of people, that's going to be their mindset. And see, I got into, and this is why I, I, it's really good to listen to that presentation that I did. Because, in fact, I think I'm going to put that at the end of this. I'm going to stop the, the when I'm done here, I'm going to stop this part, and I'm going to put a link to that actual video that I did, where you can watch it, because I think it's important, because I get into 1918, 1919, where they actually did use vaccinations to kill at least 50 million people. I mean, it was proven. I cite all kind of historical evidence where, you know, and 50 million is very conservative. It were the people that were getting the vaccinations that were dropping dead of the 1918, 1919 Spanish flu. It It was well known. But now it's been suppressed. It was the people, they were, I mean, I've read many quotes. They will hail and hearty one day, and they got the vaccination, and the next day they were dead, or very shortly thereafter. The ones that didn't get the vaccinations were fine. But people were desperate because they saw everybody dropping dead. They're like, oh, i got to get it. And they weren't putting two and two together. They're hoping you don't do the same thing today. Most likely it's just going to be the same way, except now they can release an aerosol. So it's a little different deal. Well, it's a lot different deal. They don't necessarily have to get a jab in your arm. They could do something like where they release a binary agent, like where they release one part of it, one component of it that actually makes you sick. And then they, and then what, what they do in, in order to make it not so obvious, like I said before, they don't want to make it too obvious. I mean, let's face it. If they just sprayed us all with, with something that's going to kill us and we all drop dead, it's, you know, the cat's kind of out of the bag, you know? I mean, he's already out. He's playing in the cat litter box over here. He, he's, he's doing his thing. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about releasing one component of the actual agent itself, which makes you sick, and then saying, oh, we have the cure. Come to Walgreens and, and come to your nearest hospital. Come to your ne- I mean, they're going to have that. They've had drive-through vaccine things where you actually drive through. You can get a Big Mac, a shake, and your vaccine. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. You can kind of kill three birds with one stone. But they really do have had those in the past. Um, anyway, I have to throw some sarcasm in here because it's such a fun subject to talk about. You know, yeah, a little levity never hurt. Um, so you do that, 
you do all these things and, and then you create this situation where you come to them for the other part of the cure. But it's actually the thing that puts you over the edge. Oh, we didn't get it to, to um, him in time or her in time and then they end up expiring. And it won't be right away because they don't want to give you the vaccine and you're out in the parking lot. You don't even make it out to your car and you're dead. I mean, obviously. They want to make it where it's going to draw itself out. And then that way you can suffer a lot more and then, then they, they vampirize off that. That's how the Illuminati, they love suffering. They love creating death and suffering. And they literally view wars that way where that's kind of part of their Luciferic madman religion. You know, because they're totally sold out to Satan. So the more death, suffering, agony they can cause on humanity, that's like, those are like, that's like a sweet incense in, in Satan's nostrils. That's how they view it. You know, whereas, you know, the prayers of a righteous woman or man would be that to God. They view it the exact opposite. You have to, you, I don't want to say get into their mindset, but that's how they look at things. And that's how sick and how corrupt this is, this subject is. So, I'm going to post that link here. And you know what I'm probably going to do is just turn this really into a dedicated study. Because this next subject I'm going to be getting into has nothing to do with this. So if we get into it, I'll just probably put it up there as a dedicated study. And then um, that way it'll be a little more accessible. Because I, I know I put a lot of stuff into the current event studies. And sometimes it's a little harder to find that way. Because you can't go search a, a, a subject. So, I'm going to do that and then we'll uh, go to the next subject next. So God bless you. Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, Second line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202. Third line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.